0: you guys welcome back to Mini TV reviews i am your host mo and today we will be discussing your honor okay season two episode nine titled part 19. y'all i hope everybody is having a wonderful work week just like i am okay we are halfway through this thing so without further ado let's go ahead and get into the episode so it's time for eugene's big day in court okay we see everybody getting ready well almost everybody so we see Michael he's brushing his hair back and then Fia asked him did he change his mind about going to court and so he was like no I'm not going to court and so Liz was like okay that's okay you know we'll we'll stand in for Adam we will be his voice today and so then we see Gina Gina is in the car with her dad and her dad asked him, uh, asked her, will Jimmy be meeting them at the courthouse? And so she was like, no, he's not coming today. And so he was like, well, why not? He's the head of this uh, family. And so she was like, I told him not to come. Okay. I figured that since he's not acting like it, then, you know, there's no, no sense in putting on a fake front. Okay. We're not getting along behind the scenes. There's no, no point in trying to put on a face for the public, you know, so he's not coming today. And so she was like, you know, today is all about the people who are here. Okay. And so I don't want to talk about the people who aren't meaning drop the subject. She don't want to talk about it. So then of course we see Lee, she's in the back of the courthouse somewhere and um, she's trying to mentally prepare herself for about what's to happen. OK, for what's about to happen. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> and um, then Eugene comes in. OK, and so she was like, how you feeling? And She was like, yeah, me too. OK, he didn't he ain't even have to say no words. Ain't no words needed to be said at this point. OK, we understand each other. We know we know what the gravity is here. OK, and so she was like, look, when we go into that courtroom, all eyes are going to be uh, on us at all times so make sure you keep your chin up and your shoulders straight all right no put on your best face while you're in there and so then of course when they go in they announce the judge the presiding judge is going to be over the case and it's time to start court y'all so jimmy and carlo are speaking about something and um michael comes in okay Of course, Jimmy goes over and he asks him how Fia and his grandbaby Rocco are doing. And he says that they are both safe and well. And so Michael tells him, look, I uh, wanted to come because I have a private concern that I wanted to speak to you about. Okay. And so, of course, Carlo ends up leaving the room. And um, he tells Jimmy that he he wants him to know that he's not trying to take his place. Okay. So Jimmy was like, you want to go for a ride? Michael was like, okay. So, they're in the car, and they're riding along, and Olivia ends up texting Michael, asking him what his plan is, okay? And so, he ends up throwing back a question mark. (laughs) And so, of course, because he's got his phone now, you know, Jimmy has his suspicions about why Michael is really there, what's his motive, okay? And so then um, he was like, "Okay, so can you show me some pictures of my my beautiful grandson?" And so Michael does just that. And Rocco is so daggone cute! Oh goodness! And so as Michael is showing him these pictures, of course he kind of hands Jimmy the phone. Jimmy starts scrolling through the pictures a little bit, and then all of a sudden Olivia texts him back. Okay, so the the message comes up through the top as a notification, and you know the message pops up. And so Michael hurries up and grabs his phone back and was like, you know what? Why don't I get your number and I'll send you some more pictures. And so that last picture that Jimmy had looked at was of Rocco and him. Of course, they're smiling and looking at each other real lovingly. You know, right? Real playful. And so, of course, this probably pisses Jimmy off even more. <laughs> and Michael tells uh, him that um, Fia had snapped that picture when he wasn't looking. So, uh... Michael squirmed his way up out of that one, but I'm sure Jimmy is still pretty suspicious about the whole thing. So we're back in court, and uh, prosecutor Jaren, I think that's, I feel like that's his name. I can't remember at this point. So anyway, prosecutor is saying, look, we're here today, and the case is very simple. Eugene Jones killed Adam Baxter. It was a revenge plot, okay? He sat here when carlo baxter was acquitted of kofi jones's murder okay of course we remember that is kofi uh, Kofi, eugene is kofi's brother and so he was like yeah we sat here eugene sat here and watched as his brother's murder was acquitted of the case and then he decided to get revenge okay he went to the baxter house hotel that night with the intention on killing carlo and instead he he killed adam Okay. And so we got ample evidence to support these facts and witnesses to back all of this up. Of course, the de- the defense is going to try to make you feel sympathetic for Eugene's story, which he does. Okay? He does need a little bit of sympathy. But the facts still remain that Eugene killed Adam Baxter. Not Adam Baxter. <laughs> Adam Desiato. <laughs> don't be fooled y'all eugene is a killer and the way that lee is looking i don't know y'all i really wish he would have just took that plea deal but here we go i hope lee gives it a good shot so chris ends up rolling up on little mo okay and um he was like what is this so cool design? and so then he ends up asking little chris you know where did hanging out with Big Mo get you? And he was like, "Shoot, I ain't dead, you know." And he was like, "That's a really low bar, okay." <laughs> and he was like, "Nah, I got some, I got something special for you." And so he was like, "Look, I don't know what you got going on, but regardless of me being in and out, okay, me in, being in or out, I'm still desire at the end of the day, through and through." And so Chris was like, "Look at us, bro. We're desire, okay." okay so i don't know if little mo is gonna end up joining in with chris to get back at big mo i don't know what's gonna happen maybe him uh getting revenge on uh chris will get him in big mo's good graces again we gonna see but either way chris has got a proposition for Lil mo but we don't know what it is just yet and so then um We see Michael and Jimmy, they finally arrive at like the waterfront property that they're trying to go ahead and break ground on. And Jimmy is like, you know, it's so funny um, because he was telling Carla to get everybody together for like the family picture. And he was like, it's so funny how Fia ran away from the family because of our reputation, but she runs to you and here you were just in jail a few months ago. And so Michael was like, well, she's a lot harder on you than she is me. And so then um, he tells him, because he asked him why Jimmy didn't say anything to her about what had happened, because we know that Adam is responsible for Rocco's death. And so he was like, you know, you could have told her things and you chose not to. Why is that? And so he tells him that, you know, when Fia was pregnant, she had already been through so much. And so he basically just wanted to give her a safe space to run to. And he wanted to protect Adam's reputation and how she saw him. Okay, she didn't want to taint Adam's reputation now that he is gone. And so he was like, well, and you keeping that secret from her, you know, that that kept me in a good spot too with her. So... Thank you for doing that. And so uh, Jimmy ends up asking him, did he tell her anything that he's done? And so Michael was like, you know, for a really long time, I was a judge of what was right and what was wrong. I I had a really strong belief on that. okay? But at this point in my life and because of some of the things that I've done, I don't want to be that anymore okay I don't want to be the judge over that anymore so they're starting to find more stuff that they have in common than they initially thought so now it's Lee's turn for opening statements and she starts off with the fact that she hates the courtroom she hates being a lawyer she hates being there she hates the city in a way that only a person from the city can say that they hate the city, okay? And then she goes on to say that the courtroom taught her one of the most important lessons of her life, and that is to trust no one, okay? She goes on to say that the NOPD, just a few months ago, had told them that Eugene was dead. It's the same NOPD that called him a killer, And the same NOPD that said that they had found his dead body, okay? And then there was a detective named Rudy Cunningham who was out there trying to cover up where Eugene was and also then attempted to take him out, okay? And so after he realized that his plan was foiled and Eugene survived him shooting him, he took his own life. And so the important question that she wants to ask Rudy, but she can't at this time because he's now dead, is what was he trying to cover up? Okay. And so then she also says that, of course, the prosecutors are going to call witnesses to the stand, but they all have ulterior motives. Okay, for why they want Eugene gone. And then she goes on to say that the levees are supposed to hold, right? The levees didn't hold for Eugene. The city turned its back on him, okay? They, they left him out to dry. They burned up his house. They blew up his house. They wiped out his family, And then they also tried to have a detective shoot and kill him to no avail, okay? And so she was like, don't trust anybody, okay? Don't trust the witnesses that are gonna get up on the stand and give you every reason why Eugene should be the one that's put away. Don't trust the NOPD because they've lied time and time again. Don't trust even... person in the road meaning the judge okay and well as for the lawyers need she say anything and so of course they get a little chuckle out of that right and so she was like despite all of that happening to eugene eugene is put in his trust in you meaning the jury please protect him y'all you (laughs) she lee had a good opening statement i was like oh come on lee (laughs) Liz over there looking a little concerned, okay? Because if that's all the city got, honey, Lee is ready for them. I hope she can get Eugene off. So Jimmy and Michael are still at the Baxter District waiting to break ground when the rest of the crew gets there. And so Jimmy asked Michael, does he believe in second chances? And so Michael was like, I'm not sure. And so then um, he then says with, you know, the opening of... Baxter district he's hoping that of course this can kind of create a a second chance for him so to speak and so he was like do you feel like you deserve it and he was like "I, I don't know you know and so they end up talking about how Michael felt like he didn't deserve a family but you know the way that things turned out now he has Fia and little Rocco and then he tells michael that he recently got rid of his uh, right-hand man of 14 years and um, he's looking to find somebody that's a little bit more educated you know uh with a lot more wisdom this that and the third and um he says that when uh baby rocco was born he felt like you know this was his second chance to create something that would last a lifetime Um, it's all about creating a good legacy at this point for the future generations. And so he ends up basically asking Michael, can Michael be his new right-hand man? Because he feels like Michael now is a part of their family, okay? Even though he thought that he no longer had one once he lost Adam and his wife because of baby Rocco. Now, I mean, he's technically tied to them, (laughs) whether he likes it or not. And so, uh... He ends up saying something and then he calls him to judge and he was like, look, I'm disbarred, okay? And so he was like, okay, and so what? Like, you have a family here if you want it. If you want to join us, then you can. It's all about, again, creating a solid legacy and leaving something here that's going to be here long after we're gone. And so, of course, this gives Michael something to think about. This will definitely put him a lot closer to um, getting on the inside with Jimmy to put him away. But like I said, I think they're starting to warm up to each other. So I'm not sure how this is going to play out. So then we see Lil' Moe fall up in Big Mo's spot, okay? And he's looking at all the destruction that has been caused. And so she was like, I guess you're coming up in here to gloat, huh? And so he was like, you, uh took a good deal and you blew it up just to impress your girl and so she was like oh you really feeling yourself today now huh she was like what what they get to you okay he was like well you never should have made me a free agent you shouldn't have kicked me out and so she was like okay so that's your justification for being disloyal and he was like loyalty is earned and so is betrayal all right but look i got a message for you okay from me and chris Okay, and so you said a long time ago about desire that uh, either you all in or you all out. And let's be honest, for a long time now, you ain't been all in. So it's time for you to get out. Uh Uh-oh. I guess Chris and Lil' Mo gonna be joining teams to try to get Big Mo out the picture. What's gonna happen, y'all? Is she gonna end up taking Lil' Mo out? I don't know, but... Maybe Big Mo ain't going to have no goons now. I think all of them is under Chris now. So we'll see what happens. So Gina is giving her testimony on the stand about what she saw the night that Adam died. She said that um, she was in the middle of the room with Carlo and some of his friends celebrating his acquittal when she saw a person standing off to the side a dark figure that's what she said a dark figure standing off to the side and he kind of looked out of place because he had on a hoodie and some baggy jeans and so obviously since he wasn't dressed for party attire she said or in their particular dress code for the night she said that she was going to get ready to go over there and ask security to see you know what he needed and then if they needed to escort him off the premises then you know to do so and so she says before that she before she could even do that eugene had raised the pistol and shot okay and she said that for a second she thought carlo was going to be murdered right there okay right in front of her but instead the bullet missed him and hit adam desiato and though Thea tried effortlessly to try to save adam's life of course it was to no avail and adam died Okay. and so he she positively identifies eugene as the one that was there who shot the shot and then the prosecution rests. so now it's time for the defense to cross-examine her and so lee asked her you know what were they doing and she says that they were there to celebrate carlo's acquittal she asks, you know was it well lit was it Darkly lit, you know, was it dim lit? And she was like, No, it was it was dim, okay, but it wasn't dark enough to not see him standing off to the side. And so then she ends up asking, Well, you know, if you saw him so well, what hand did he shoot? And she was like, I don't know. Okay, I just saw him raise a gun. And so then again, she goes back to while they were celebrating, and she says that they were celebrating the acquittal of him beating a charge. And so she was like, What charge? And she was like um, killing someone. And so she was like a murder charge. And she was like, yeah. So long story short, she gets down to the point that Carlo was in uh, OPP and had killed Kofi in self-defense, quote unquote. Um, Or in Lee's words, had murdered Kofi. (laughs) I killed Kofi in self-defense, but she was like, okay, wasn't he arrested and charged with something before that? And so, um, Gina says, yes, he was. He was charged with uh beating a man, okay, or, or assaulting a man. And so Lee was like, yeah, he beat him to the effect of him being permanently, permanently disabled, right? And so she was like, yeah, that's what he claims. And so she was like, okay, he was in the state penitentiary for that. How did he end up in Orleans Parish? And so she says that she uh, made a special request to the warden for him to be transferred so he could attend his brother's funeral. And so she was like, wow, you did all of that. You actually traveled all the way to the state penitentiary. Put in a special request to the Wharton to have him transfer. Wow, that seems like a pretty big ask. And she was like, yeah, you know, I'll do anything for my son. And so she was like, oh, yeah, you do anything for your son. so if that's the case and you saw Eugene get ready to shoot Carlo, why didn't you try to warn Carlo of what was about to happen? Better yet, why didn't you stand in the line of fire? And so she was like, what do you mean? Try to warn him? You think I'm, I'm going to be faster than a speeding bullet? And she was like, no. But you did say that you you saw Eugene raising this gun in an attempt to shoot Carlo, And she says, yes, I did. And so she was like, okay, since you're a mother and you say that you would protect him, you would do anything to, uh, you know, keep him safe. I have no doubt that you would stand in the line of fire for him. But since you didn't, And since you didn't warn him of what's about to happen or what was about to happen, that is proof that you did not see Eugene shoot the shot. Okay. (laughs) And so then she also put in that little tidbit, okay, that um, while he was in Orleans Parish, he killed Kofi in self-defense. And Kofi was the one that was convicted, although he wasn't the one that killed Rocco, he was convicted of murdering Rocco. And so she made that connection for the jury as well. So although Eugene is on trial for killing somebody in revenge for his brother being killed, Carlo was able to get off. He was able to be acquitted for the same thing in revenge for his brother being killed. Okay, so Lee is doing very well, you guys. She's doing very well. So because Lee is destroying everybody that's on the prosecution witness list, after the judge adjourns for the day, the prosecutor then asks him, can he put in a request to make Michael Desiato a witness? He wants to add him to their witness list. And so, of course... Um, judge calls them in the chamber and he was like, you know, when people, uh, ask me what my main, uh, headache is with being a judge, most people would usually think that it's like the, you know, the clients that come in or the defendants that come in, but no, it's actually the lawyers that I have to put up with. And so they go back and forth about why, um, of course, initially, they didn't want to make Michael Desiato a witness. And the prosecutor says, well, you know, I've been trying to talk to him, but he doesn't want to talk. And so then, of course, um, Lee says that him being a convicted felon will only tarnish their um, what they're trying to achieve in court. And so, of course, um, because he doesn't want to choose sides, the judge ends up telling them both to come up with a memo list. As to why Michael should or shouldn't be at it, and he will make his decision. Okay, they've only got 24 hours to hand this over to him. And so then um, Michael ends up still being with Jimmy, or he goes to go see him again, and um, he asks him, Has Michael reconsidered his offer? And so then he says, You know, Um, I heard that you were in recent talks with the Calabri family and I know what they're about up in New York. And so he was like, okay, and, you know, just because we were in talks, um, and they're investing, I'm not sure what they got going on in New York. You know what they got going on there. That's none of my business. Okay. I'm just concerned with what they're doing down here. And so he was like, come on, please don't insult my intelligence. Okay. Don't try to play me for a fool. Don't say that you want my wisdom and all of my advice and what comes with it. If I'm coming to you now, and you're trying to play me. Okay, and so then he says um, that when it's, it's different, it's a difference between who we want to be and who we actually are. And so he says that, when he was in jail, all he could think about was the time they were on that boat and Jimmy held the gun to his head because he thought that he was the one that was driving the car that killed Rocco. And so he was like, you know what? I didn't have to say anything. What I should have did, I should have just let let alone be, let alone be, okay? I should have just kept that secret to myself and you would have pulled the trigger. I wouldn't have stopped you. And what I know about adam would have went to the grave with me and adam would probably still be here okay and so he was like you know sometimes family is um what did he say it's about making sacrifices and so he feels like he should have sacrificed then okay but what um or loyalty Sometimes family is more about loyalty than making sacrifices. And he said that he should have stayed loyal to Adam and his secret. And, you know, maybe Adam still would be here. But what Jimmy is now offering him, that's going to require much sacrifice. And he's not sure if he's willing to bite that bullet. OK, he's not, he doesn't want to have to bend the way that Jimmy is bending because he knows what his family is about. OK, and he don't want to bend like that. And he tells Jimmy he's a criminal, okay? (laughs) And he don't want to have to join that type of family if he needs to have a family. That's not what he wants. So, Jimmy's going to have to do a little bit more persuading to get Michael on board. But Michael is like, it's a hard no for now. So, Michael leaves from talking to Jimmy and he asks Carlo for a ride. And so, Carlo obliges him. So, they're in the car and he was like, you know, I looked up Harry the Hook and, um, he gives them the information that, of course, Harry the Hook was acquitted um, initially during his first trial, but he was later retried for that same crime and was convicted. OK, and so he says that it went up to the Seventh Circuit District or something like that. And Michael was like, do you know what that means? And he was like, yeah, that uh, rule only applies in certain states like uh, Wisconsin, Illinois, and some other state that he said. I can't remember. And so he was like, very good. Okay. And so he was like, you was just effing with me. And Michael was like, yeah, I was just effing with you. So they have a moment where they laugh. And so um, he ends up asking, uh, Carlo, did Jimmy make him his driver to keep him safe? And so he was like, no, he didn't make me his driver. And so then he thought about it and we both know the truth. Okay. Carlo, you are his driver. (laughs) And so, um, he ends up telling Carlo that his dad had recently offered him a position. Um, but because he's heard about, you know, him being in bed with the Calabri family, he's not so sure if he'll take it. And he was like, you know what? I'm not sure if, uh, I want to take that spot anyway, because, uh, since you've got the title of protecting the family and um you're supposed to be uh michael is supposed to be keeping everything uh legal okay on the straight and narrow right because jimmy is supposed to be trying to clear up his uh his look okay as well he's trying to go clean he's not trying to be dirty anymore and so michael was like okay so i guess since Jimmy is trying to straighten up his image does that leave you to do his not so legitimate work and so, Carlo was like, well, you know, we, we trying to keep it as clean as possible, but in layman's terms, yes, Carlo has to get his hands dirty sometimes. And so, instead of him really answering the question straightforward like that, Carlo was like, look, let's just say somebody dropped off something to you and left it on your porch, okay? You never looked in it, but then, you know, a day goes by and then somebody else comes and picks it bag up off your porch, Okay. You didn't look in it. Maybe it was some drugs in there. But you didn't know that. Is it still considered a crime? And so... Michael is joshing with him for a second and tells him, Look, I don't think I want to be a part of y'all's family because... I don't think I want to take the position because... um, If you over all of that... um You gonna get caught. <laughs> You're not a good criminal. <laughs> and Michael... He was he was laughing, but he was for real, for real about that. He wasn't joking. And so I think Carlo took a little bit of offense to it. But anyway, they kept rolling on. And so Carlo gives him that scenario. And then Michael gets a buzz on his phone, I'm assuming, probably from Olivia. And so he ends up telling Carlo to drop him off at the corner. And so once he gets out the car, he was like, and to answer your question, Carlo, yes, smuggling is a crime, okay? And in a court of law, you can't. Claim ignorance as a defense. (laughs) Oh, Michael. Carla gonna have to step his game up. Okay, Jimmy's got some more teaching to do. So Roderick ends up meeting with Lil Mo and Chris, and he was like, okay, because he was met with the goons outside before he was able to go in, and he was like, damn, Desire 2.0, okay? And so then Chris is talking cash money. Yeah, we finna get ready to take over the world, okay? It's just us now. And so he go over there to try to handle business with Roderick, and Roderick was like, whoa, I don't know you like that, and I only do business with people that I know. So where is Lil Mo or Big Mo? And so Lil' Mo come in and he was like, yeah, we'll, we'll do it. We'll chop it up. And so as Lil' Mo is going over, you know, the exchange with Roderick, Chris is over there still talking cash money. Yeah, we finna do it big, you know. This is just a small thing. And then after a while, we're going to be taking over the city, okay? And so he was like, ah, let's just do one deal at a time. And so then Big Mo comes up. She comes around the corner. And so then she was like, oh, <laughs> look at you trying to trying to be me, okay, talking to Chris. And so then he was like, damn, bro, you, you flipped on me, you, you gave it up? And so Lil Mo was like, hey, bro, that's my auntie. You think I was finna turn on her for you? And so, of course, now all the homies was like, yeah, boy, you done messed up now, you know, <laughs> talking about Chris. And so... She was like, "Now I know one day I might give up desire, but uh, I, I damn sure wasn't finna hand it over to you. You know, you wasn't finna just take it. Okay, I wasn't finna be snatched from me." And so they end up, Mo ends up putting a pistol to uh, Chris. Okay, finna get ready to end him. And so then, instead of him putting it in his face. Chris pulled it up to his temple, right? And <clears throat> was like, "Do it." And so then we hear the train. Okay, of course, when the train is supposed to be coming, that's when he's supposed to pull the trigger. So little Mo ain't got the heart to do it. So Big Mo pull out her gun, and he was like, "F you." And she ended up pulling the trigger when when the train was coming, y'all. So that's the end of Chris. So I guess little Mo done been blessed back into the family. He's back in Desire now, and so then. um, We see Fia go visit Jimmy and um, she was like, look, I was in court today and I listened to mom testify and I I know she put her hand on the Bible and I could have sworn that she sat up there and told a lie on the stand. So I want an honest, I want to have an honest conversation. I want to hear the truth from you for once and for all. And so he was like, okay. So she ends up asking him, did grandpa run a syndicate? a mob syndicate when he was younger. And so he was like, yeah. And so then she asked, did grandpa give it up to them or did he hand it down to them when he moved away? And so Jimmy was like, yeah. And so then she asked, um, of course, with that being said, um, did they hurt people? And so Jimmy was like, only when it was necessary. And so then she asked, was, um, Were they responsible for blowing up Eugene Jones's house? And so, of course, he tries to beat all around the bush. And she was like, Dad, just stop BSing me. And so he was like, no, it was honestly a gas leak. I had people look into it. So we know that he's still lying about that. But I guess Sophia is satisfied enough to the point where she lets him know that Olivia came to visit him and she was trying to convince Fia to flip. Okay, but she didn't, she didn't say anything, but she wants him to know that the feds are watching him because of his his biddings with the, the Calabri family, okay? And so she was like, whatever you're doing with that family, you need to stop and you need to keep your head on the swivel because they're watching. Alphabet Boys is out for you, okay, so you better keep your head on a good swivel for now. So Michael is with Olivia, and she's getting ready to drop him off. And um, he tells her every piece of information that he's gotten thus far about uh, Jimmy being and works with the Calabri family. And then as they're, you know, finishing up their conversation, she gets a phone call from Charlie. And Charlie was like, look, I just got a call from Jimmy Baxter, and he is out on the Baxter district. And so she was like, what do you mean? She said that he wants nothing to do with it. He pulled his money. Okay, he doesn't want it any longer. And we know that this is because Fia gave him the heads up about everything. And so she was like, well, did you at least try to see if he needed more time or something like that? He was like, yeah, it's not about that. He just doesn't want to do the deal anymore. And so she gets off the phone with him, and she lets Michael know what's going on. So now they've got to figure out another way to get a hold of Jimmy Baxter and how to take down this this whole organization, right? So then we see Big Mo's girl, Janelle, I believe that's her name. She's up on stage, and she is performing. Again, it's a very sultry song or whatever, and she's heartbroken. Um, she's singing a song about heartbreak. Okay, and so then after her performance, she goes off stage and she sees Big Mo waiting in her dressing room. So she was like, look, I'm sorry, Jay, and I love you and I want to be with you forever. I love you forever and always. And so she ends up opening up the ring and opening up the ring box and showing Jay and she hands it to her. And so, because Jay initially, like, shook her head, like, no, I can't do this. And so, Mo ended up opening up her hand and putting it, putting the box in her hand. And so, she was like, you know, I tell you this all the time, I'm my best self. I'm my best self when I'm with you. And I just wish you felt the same way about me. And so, that's why she's declining her proposal at this point in time. So, she gives her the ring back, and she walks away. Of course, Big Mo's feelings are hurt. She gets a little teary-eyed about it, okay? And so um, she she wanted Jay to love her, all of her, okay? All, flaws and all. And Jay is just not willing to uh, make that type of sacrifice, especially after Mo had pulled the gun on her. So anyway, that's a done deal for now. Mo's going to have to figure out another way to try to get a girl back. So then we go over to um, Michael. He finally makes his way into the house, and he and Liz are talking. He asks her where Fia is, and she says that she's upstairs asleep. She said it was a really long day in court. Okay, so she's worn out. Just then, there's a knock at the door, and in walks Lee. And, of course, Michael is very surprised, and so Lee just comes out flat out and tells him, look, okay, they want you to testify, on the stand. And so he was like, I can't do that. I told them that I can't do that. And so Lee was like, what do you mean? Okay? Why can't you? And so Liz is like, what are you talking about? And so she was like, I just need Michael to make what he's done wrong right again. Okay? And we know that that is to put out on display. <laughs> everything that he did wrong as far as letting carlo go for the murder of kofi okay and so michael was like i can't do that what do you suppose that i do if i do get on the stand and so she was like i don't know lie and so he was like i'm not doing that anymore i'm I'm overdoing that and so she was like oh so now you done lying okay and so liz is like michael what in the hell is she talking about okay you sitting up here telling me that you want him to testify in favor of Eugene Jones for murdering my grandson? Nah, girl, you're gonna have to get the hell up out of here. And so she was like, Michael, they may subpoena you. Okay, you're gonna have to figure something out. Of course, you have the option to refuse, which I didn't know you had the option to do that. Do you is there a like a, a, a penalty for doing that? I'm not sure, but either way, she was like, You have the option to refuse, but you need to make this right. Don't make Eugene suffer. For what you've done okay don't let Eugene down at this point in time and so she ends up leaving and Michael has decisions to make y'all and that's the way that the episode ends y'all this episode was good I wonder if they're gonna put Michael up on the stand of course he they have to right and maybe he's going to end up going back to jail i'm not quite sure at this point but i guess we'll find out because next week is the series finale which i know y'all the show is already gone off but in my world next week is the series finale <laughs> unless i'm able to get it to you before then okay i'm gonna try my best but it's not a guarantee so that's all i have for now my intentions are start uh, are going to be to start reviewing the show called School of Spirits that's on Paramount. If you guys have any other show recommendations, please let me know. My other friend, Joe, shout out to Joe, okay? She um, told me about some show called Saint X, so I'll probably be doing that one as well because she said it's really, really good. Okay, it's supposed to be good and it's supposed to be coming out on Hulu pretty soon. So hopefully we'll be able to watch that one as well. But let me know if you have any show suggestions. You can reach me at Mean TV Reviews on Facebook and on Instagram. You can also reach me at my tv reviews podcast without the s on the end at gmail.com okay please don't forget i know you guys hear this a million and one times with whatever you're looking at nowadays don't forget to rate and review if you haven't already if you have thank you guys so much from the bottom of my heart and i mean that shit with all my heart okay if you haven't already also turn on your notifications that way once your first favorite podcast goes off then your next favorite podcast is coming on right after that okay All right. That's all I got for you guys. I love y'all. Okay. So until we meet over the airwaves again, I am Mo and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.